Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. This week's podcast is all about the Congleton Town ladies as they prepare to start their new season in the Cheshire Women's League Premier Division. It was a successful first season for the first team who were promoted after finishing second in Division 1. The interest in the team has continued to grow to the point that this season the club has also introduced a reserve team. We will hear from some of the players who will be representing the Bears this season. But first, let's get the thoughts of manager Steve Wright, who starts by explaining why the ladies section was first created. I've always wanted to get a team playing out from Congleton, a ladies team. I've obviously been at Sandbach United and coached them for about three years. But it was always my dream to get Congleton Town and get the ladies of Congleton playing for the local club. So I obviously resigned from Sandbach through commitments and family. But as you well know, it's very hard to stay away from football. I'm so passionate about the ladies' game, so I decided to get this Conton Town team up and running with the good help of Tom Millward and Paul Moores. We put our heads together, had a meeting, and we knew we had a crop of players who had played under me before and weren't too happy at the other clubs they were at. So um, we thought, yes, this could work. So we obviously did his first... Open training sessions last season, where the first session I think we got about 10 in numbers. But after that, it just grew and grew, and more people started to filter in. And a few girls from Macclesfield decided to come over and do the trials for us. So that's basically how it all started. And how do you reflect on last season? Because just over 12 months ago, this team didn't even exist, and you've ended up getting promoted to the Premier Division. Absolutely a fantastic achievement. I mean, at the end of the day, our goal was just to get ladies playing football and getting a, a good backbone of a team. But I did have an an insight like to the players I was bringing in and ex-players had coached that it was going to be a half-decent team anyway. But our goal was just to get the backbone going. We knew we could play football. And uh, we had some really good additions coming over from other teams, which obviously give us that last final furlong to get where we got in the league. I mean, everybody wants to win the league at the end of the day. And really, I think we were the best footballing team to do that. But we've got a few young girls in the team who were unexperienced in certain fields of the game. But I think they'll come on from that from last season. And like I say, we've got promoted as runners-up, which is a great thing. It's opened another doorway now for a reserve team, um, which are going to go into Division 1 of the Ladies Youth and Cheshire League. And the numbers just keep coming and coming with that now. I mean, we struggled at first with the ladies' reserves. We did think, is it going to happen or is it not? But uh, as I stand with you tonight, speaking with you, I think I've got about 23 girls in the reserves. Whereas we've got 18 signed players for the first team, which are the 18 most committed girls from last season. Everybody knows in football, you need your most committed players to be there week in and week out. And you mentioned there about the players, another huge growth from coming to the reserves in a few minutes' time. 
there's a core group of players, like you say, that have remained here from last season, but it's also been bolstered as well by a few new additions over the summer as well. How pleasing is that? We've got some girls in the reserves who were obviously in the first team last season, but obviously through work commitments and family ties, they couldn't fully commit every week. So they've come into the reserve side. These young girls who've obviously come up from under-16s, from other clubs, have actually looked up at them straight away because they can see their experience they've, they've made themselves in the one year playing for Conklin Town of the first team. A new league for the first team this season. What are you expecting? Um, to win more than lose, <laughs> basically. It'll be a tough season. There's a couple of good teams in there. One, Macclesfield, obviously town. But I think they're the team to beat this season in the league. I think anybody else in the league, we're more than capable of beating anybody, to be honest. We touched upon the reserve team. What was the reason behind that? Because I think the plan was always to create a reserve team, but perhaps a little bit further down the, 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 the line, maybe three, four, four years' time. That's done after the first 12 months. What was the reason behind wanting to bring in the reserves team now? Is it just kind of the demand that was there, I guess? Yeah, demand was there, but also uh, it was creating that pathway for, obviously, the Congleton Juniors section, a pathway for them to look forward to go to. Like I say, it doesn't matter if a girl's 16 and she's good enough to play for the first team, she could leapfrog the reserves. But I think the reserves is, you know, a good little stepping stone for anybody because I think a lot of the... uh, Young ladies at 16 seem to think they're going to be coming up against big, strong, you know, women and they're going to get absolutely battered on the pitch. But it's not like that in ladies football. I think the fit of the team is you've got more chance of getting silverware that way. And we've seen with the men's pathway that there's been put in place we've seen the impact that that's had over the last year or so i guess that's the the, the plan for the women's side as well just how how important do you think that is to have that pathway it was very important like you say the ladies game is getting bigger and bigger and i think it's opening a lot of people's eyes to see how serious these young ladies want to be playing football so i just think the level will go higher and higher as the years go on and for someone who's been involved in the women's game now for many, many years, have you seen it grow? Yes, but very slowly. Like I say, 15 years ago, it was very slow. There wasn't many leagues to play in. But I think since we won the Euros, I think that's opened a lot of people's minds. And also the girls and ladies have obviously seen that. And um, with the England team and the Super League now with the ladies league i think it's just encouraged more and more people more ladies to play football what's your message to people about coming down to to watch and support the teams we'd love everybody to come down from congleton to support i mean last year we got quite a very good following i'm not saying a hefty amount of people but 50 plus which is very good i mean sunday afternoon it's great to come down and watch the ladies play the football and support them What are you most looking forward to about this season? I'm looking forward to seeing how the first team will cope in this Prem. Um, I think think they will do very, very well. We just need a few older heads or girls who've actually come from regional football just to give us that final push at the end of the day. With the reserves, I do think they will win more games than lose. 
good crop of girls but like I said before with the reserves and the younger ones there's just certain things we need to tweak with them to get them to play the basic game of football which will come with time. Zita McCormack has been appointed first team captain for the new season and won last year's Players Player of the Year award along with Courtney Page Beeston. The new captain is looking forward to the new season and building on their promotion. My brothers used to go and do this little like fun training session on a Sunday when they were younger. And then I was just like, oh, can girls get involved? Because I used to play with them in the back garden. And they were just like, yeah, sure. And then I went there and then they were like, oh, we'll put you on to Vale because you're all right to be fair. So I went and played for Vale Juniors and it all just really started from there and played in school from like year one. And then, yeah, it's just happened that way and that was about it to be honest. So how did you end up here at Congleton Town? So I've been back and forth between a few teams, I've been Mac Town, Sandbach United and then Steve was like you know what we'll get a Congleton Town ladies club started and then it's closer to me because I live here so just yeah went to Congleton Town ladies and that's basically how it happened. And how do you reflect on last season? Obviously getting promoted is a huge achievement in your first season so how do you reflect on last season? It was a really good season, to be fair. We definitely like saw some of the flaws that we had, which was kind of the simple things, to be honest. But we all really get on, and it's probably one of the first football teams I've been on where we've all been a group rather than little groups that just kind of merge together on a Sunday and play there. And I think that's massively helped us all because, you know, how everyone talks to each other. We go like the pub after the games, and we... We do social things sometimes as well and fundraisers, so it's really good, to be fair, and I think that definitely helped last season, even though it was uh, very close and we came second. <laughs> but, you know, you just win some, you lose some. We're just going to go into it again this season, I think. The team's probably a bit better this season as well, and it's nice having the reserves there if we need players and stuff and vice versa, really. What was the biggest thing you learned last season? And what do you think was the biggest thing that this team learned? I think the biggest thing I learned last season was to just really relax on the ball. Because I've been playing a lot of football outside of this as well, with um, men on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. They've just kind of... I've grown my confidence a lot because it was just like if I can keep the ball away from them I can keep the ball away from the people I play against on a Sunday and it's helped massively and I didn't realise I could and then what we've realised as a team is talking is so important and just let the ball do the work that's what he's there for there's no point running with it because the ball's going to move faster than you anyway like why run when you could just pass it so I do get quite lazy in the games to be fair because I don't need to move <laughs> New season starts in just only a few days away now. What are you most looking forward to about this new season? The games are going to be a bit more challenging. The players will be more physical. I prefer my more physical games of football, to be honest, where you can get a bit more stuck in. Because, well, to be fair, no one injures me. I always injure myself. (laughs) The challenges that we'll have there, and rather than it being like 12-0 wins and stuff, it does get a little bit boring, to be fair. And to be named captain as well, what does that mean to you? It's good, it means, because he said that we've had a lot of input from your team from last season, so you put a lot in on the the games on Sundays and you talk a lot and that's what you need as a captain. So it's good that they all fought that way and they didn't just think I was nagging. <laughs> what are your hopes for this season? To just enjoy it, because 
this obviously doesn't sound very good coming from a captain, but I know there's some very good teams in that league, so we're not going to come first. We're we're a bit off that yet, so just to basically enjoy it and all stick together and hopefully everybody stays till the end of the season. And what have you enjoyed most about your time here at Congleton so far? Again, just the group that we have here and how friendly we all are with each other and we just talk like we've all known each other for like years and it's good rather than having the conflict that you can have on quite quite a few teams from what I've seen anyway. If you went to watch the ladies last season, then there will be a number of familiar faces with a core group of players returning this season. They have also been bolstered by a few new players too. Sarah Carbutt is one of the players who has joined Congleton this summer and having played football for 20 years, she is just as excited for the season to start. Coming to the back end of my footballing career now probably, so I turned 30 this year. Um, so that makes just over 20 years of me playing football. So when I was around six, seven years old, I joined what was then a boys team in Macclesfield, which then progressed into Macclesfield Town Ladies Football Club, which at the time grew into a, a massive grassroots club, one of the biggest in the northwest. So. I stayed with Maxfield Town for, for many years, went off to university, played a little bit in Leeds and then since then I've come back and I've been at Macclesfield FC for the last couple of seasons. What was it that attracted you to Congleton? I'd heard a lot about Congleton in terms of the new setup around the women's team. So a couple of the girls that play here I've played with before at many different clubs. I think my time at Maxfield FC had naturally come to an end anyway and I certainly wasn't in a position or I didn't want to give up playing football altogether. It's another local team. It's very up and coming. So I know they're really interested in getting a younger girls side set up from, you know, sort of under eights all, all the way through to a women's first team in reserves. I think coming down and, and trialling and training with the girls and, and looking at how they were playing and the sort of level of coaching and, and the interest from, from those guys, Steve, Tom and, and Neil, was excellent. So, yeah, really attracted me once I'd been down and had a look. What have you enjoyed the most about your time here so far? I know it's only been perhaps a, a couple of months, but what have you enjoyed most about it? I think it's really sort of reinvigorated the social aspect of football for me. Like I said, I know I know a few of the girls, but but not all of them. And I think they're just a great group that have been together. You can tell they've been together for, for a year or two now. There's loads of new girls come in. And yeah, just that social aspect injected back into my game has been fantastic since coming down to Congleton. How important do you think that is? Yeah, I think training together um, once or even twice a week really helps with that. Yeah, we do our own sort of stuff on the pitch, so first and reserves are separate, but then we might come together to do some bits towards the end. I think the sort of camaraderie that we have in the changing rooms has been massive, even in the friendlies that we've played. And I think you've sort of got yourself on the front foot before you've even stepped on the football pitch. If you're all together, you're a really tight-knit group. You're, you're friends before you've even stepped out on the pitch. That is a big step towards going out and winning a game. And Congleton seems to be a team that like playing football in terms of the style of play. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you kind of enjoy being part of that as well? Yeah, I think they've massively impressed me with that standard of football here at Congleton. I mean, coming from Maxfield FC, which is a professionally run club with you know semi-professional players, we, some of us were getting paid to, to play there and their coaches are full-time em- employed by Maxfield FC. So the level of football and the level of coaching there is is obviously going to be a sort of step up to what you get in surrounding grassroots clubs. But having said that, since coming down, I think the will to play that football rather than route one um, yeah, has really impressed me. You mentioned there about Macclesfield, obviously one of the teams that Congleton will come up against. It's a new league for Congleton. 
you obviously kind of know this league. What can Congleton expect? It's a tough league. I mean, Cheshire FA have, have split the leagues again this season, so I think there's nine or, or ten teams in our league this year. And it's a high standard. I mean, the step up from the championship that these guys were in last year, it's it's not to be snubbed at. I mean, yeah, you've got the likes of Maxfield FC. We've got Maxfield Town in there as well, who we played on Sunday. It was a great win, but it was 3-0. I think they had some players missing, so we'll have to... Um, possibly do a little bit better when we come up against them in the league but some of the other teams you know the likes of Runcord they've been in and around these leagues for, for many years now so they know what to expect and they're set up for, for sides like us so I think it'll be a test but I think anything sort of less than second certainly promotional will, will be a loss for us this year. Speaking to you now obviously you spent you said that you've spent 20 years playing football you seem to still have that love for it and that passion for, for it. How excited are you for the new season? I just love football through and through. So I'll, I'll watch any football, I'll watch any game, men's, women's, any sort of standard of football. I, I absolutely live and breathe the game. But I suppose just touching on what we said before, I mean, if I'd have come down to Congleton a month ago and I hadn't really got that vibe off the rest of the team and the rest of the girls, I don't think I'd probably be sat here today. Whether I'd be not playing or whether I'd be at another team, I don't know. But I think that togetherness and just the way this club is set up and the way that it's run, their aspirations for this year are, are really clear and I just can't wait to get going now. What are you most looking forward to about this new season? I think the competitiveness of this league, like I said, with the with Cheshire FA splitting it again and those extra teams coming in and, and how hard this league's going to be will, will be a big test. I think if we can get into both cups this year, that's that sort of always excites me looking forward to a football season a little cup run would be brilliant I mean we won the cup last year with Maxfield FC and that's you know the standard of that football is certainly something that we can achieve as well so yeah and what's your message to people who might be listening to this about coming down to come and watch and support the Bears this season? We had a good little crowd on Sunday. I know it was classed as a local derby, so that, that, that might be why. But for a friendly, I was I was really impressed with the level of support. I mean, obviously, we're coming off the back of Women's World Cup that England got into the final of. We've won the Women's Euros. I think women's football is massively coming into its own. It's local, so if you live in and around Congleton, even if you've not got a little girl, if you've got a little boy, I mean, coming to watch the Bears, Congleton men's and women's is fantastic for the local community. The first league game of the new season will be a significant moment for new signing Holly Wurzwick. Two years ago, Holly underwent multiple brain surgeries after a routine visit to the opticians led to doctors finding a brain tumour. Now Holly is getting ready to play her first competitive game back on the pitch. It all started with basically a normal trip to Specsavers. So went to Specsavers, had a normal eye test, had an OCT scan of like the back of my eyes just to check everything was fine. And I think it tells you how swollen your optic nerves are. So at that point, the woman who did the scan called someone over to her and she said, well, I think she needs to go to hospital. So that's when they said to me, right, you need to go straight to A&E now. Um, we're going to ring them and let you know that you're coming um, because it's urgent. Like you need a CT and MRI scan. So went over to Macclesfield Hospital. My mum wasn't allowed in, so she just dropped me off. Um, went in, had a CT and MRI scan, and they sat me in this room and they basically said, you've got a, a mass on your on your brain. And at this point, I was a bit like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know what a mass is. Because uh, I've never heard that wording of it. And then they said tumour, and I was like, all right, okay, well, I know what that is now. That's when they said, oh, your mum's all right to now to come into hospital because it, it was during COVID. So you weren't allowed any visitors or, you know, anyone with you sat in the waiting area. 
But that's when I sort of knew it was a bit serious because they allowed her to come in to the hospital in the waiting room. They really wanted me to stay in overnight because they said, I can't let you go home. And I was like, no, I'm not, definitely not. That was me being adamant. I'm not staying in hospital. I don't like it. Um, Not that at that point I had much experience of hospital, really. But I said, no, I don't want to. And then he said, well, this doctor said, well, how far away from you from Maxfield Hospital? And I said, well, five-minute drive down the road, really. I live in Tiverington. He agreed to let me go back next day at 8 o'clock. So this was Valentine's Day, Sunday the 14th, um, 8 o'clock. I had to go back to Macclesfield Hospital and then they transferred me in an ambulance from Macclesfield to Salford Hospital. Um, on the Monday the 15th, I went to Manchester Eye Hospital um, just for some tests. And then they said that my optic nerves were three to four si- times the size they should have been at that point. So that's when I was like, whoa, that's that's quite that's quite severe. So I got back from the eye hospital and got moved into a ward and then they operated and it was seven hour operation to remove the tumour. After I had the first operation, um I was discharged on the twenty second. So what's that? It's around a week for yeah, six days to a week. So that was fine. So I went home. Um, couldn't really do much. I was out of breath even being able to walk around the house, um, struggle to get up the stairs. It was almost like learning to do everything again, which is really frustrating because I hate asking people for help in general, to be honest. <laughs> Monday the 15th of March, I was back in hospital and I had a CT scan and my blood's done and a swab um, because it looked like it was infected. Uh, they then operated the next day on the 16th, so they kept me in overnight. So I think that was another six, seven-hour operation. Um, my head started leaking after the second operation, and this they call it brain fluid. It has got a proper name, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, so on the 18th of March, I had a lumbar drain fitted, um, which is at like the back of the bottom of your back. Um, and that basically drained the fluid from my head through my spine. Um, it sounds very, very complicated <laughs> now speaking about it now. I logged all my training sessions or how many training sessions I had. I think it was around fourth training session on my IV antibiotics because I had to be on antibiotics for six weeks after. So I ended up going home with two weeks of antibiotics still to do myself. Um, And they gave me all the sort of equipment and they showed me how to do it myself. So that was over a month that time that I was in. So for the operation for the second one, when I went back in, they had to remove the part of the bone that was infected. So they completely moved the part of the bone. And you've probably seen the, the head guard that I had to wear because essentially if I fell over, I could have banged my head and then I would have been brain damaged. So... I was pretty much in bubble wrap for that amount of time until my last operation. Yeah, so 20th of July, I had the operation to put a metal plate in my head. Um, So this part of my head is metal. (laughs) And then the 2nd of November, not last year, the year before, I went for an MRI scan and then I got the results. So the scan showed up that it started to regrow. And apparently it attached itself to the back of my eye socket. So they said with this with this operation, 
that it might um, affect my eyesight. The operation on the 24th of January, I arrived at Salford at 7am and then went down at half nine and that was, I think, another seven hours, seven to eight hours. Um, But I do remember this one really clearly because obviously it's the most recent one. But also at this point, straight after, they didn't take me to intensive care this time because I think they thought, I was like, she's all right. But they took me to a recovery room, which is where everyone goes usually. And I asked them to go to the toilet and they said, oh, well, you're not allowed to walk. And I was like, why not? And they were like, you've just had brain surgery. And I was like, yeah, so. (laughs) And they were like, what, do you think you can walk? And I was like, yeah, I know I can walk. I said, honestly, this is my fourth one now. I'm absolutely fine to walk. Bearing in mind, I wasn't allowed to move for two days after the first operation. (laughs) And now the fourth one, I was like, I can can walk, honestly, it's fine. I ended up getting out of bed and walking with this nurse (laughs) to the toilet, like an hour after surgery in this recovery room <laughs> and everyone was just I had this massive bandage on my head and I just remember everyone just looking at me like what is she doing <laughs> and then on the 26th of April I had a checkup with Professor King so this was yeah a year and a bit ago now last April I got a scan this November just to double check everything's fine basically that routine <coughs> appointment You've been quite open on social media, basically saved your life. Yeah, it did, yeah. I'd definitely say Specsavers is a lifesaver. And I actually sent the optician um, some flowers to to the shop for it because essentially she's she saved my life there, really. So that's what my sort of my sort of aim was to try and encourage people to go to Specsavers just for checkup appointments. Um, because that's all that was. That was just a regular checkup, and that's what came of it in the end. Um, and they said the tumour had been growing for over a decade. The most important question is, how are you feeling now? Uh, I'm feeling good now. I still feel like I'm not as physically fast at running as I used to be. I'm not physically fit as I used to be. I get tired a bit more easily, um, but they said that that's all. that's all normal. Um, but other than that, yeah, really good. Through everything you've been through, the fact that you could walk just a couple of hours after brain surgery, I think does that. Sh- I think that just shows you how determined and resilient I guess you were. So, what do you think it was that kind of got you through what was an incredibly difficult twelve months or so? Living at home and having my family around definitely helped. If I lived at home, I just wouldn't. Well, at home on my own, I just wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, but I've just always been really, I'd say, resilient anyway with anything. If I do something, you know, I want to do it really well. Um, I always try my best at everything I do, 100%. You're a qualified PE teacher now, and obviously you play football, which is why we're having this conversation. Have you always been sporty? I have, but high school wasn't... I didn't love sport as much as I do now. I definitely didn't, because I always remember really wanting to do GCSE PE. And at that point, I didn't play for a team, so I wasn't really... I always liked football, but there, were, there wasn't many girls' teams at that point in time, um, especially near me, because it was quite a small small area. And I always wanted to do GCSE PE, and I always remember the PE teacher saying to me, no, because there's no spaces left on the course. And I was a bit like, hmm, 
at the time, I obviously believed it, but looking back now, um, I know that that's not true because I do it. I do it myself, and you don't tell kids that if they want to do something, you should let them try. I believe, um, and if you're not sure they can do it, then you need to help them. So I ended up doing a sports leadership level two qualification in high school, and then from high school I went to college. So I went to Priestley College in Warrington, and I started off doing public services. I, I wanted to go in the police at the time but I started doing the course and the course just wasn't for me it just wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be you know a lot of law a lot of politics so it, it just wasn't for me so then I ended up changing to a BTEC level three in sport coaching development and fitness and then that's from then um, I was captain of the football team there at Priester College for a bit and then it just went from there really and then I went to Edge Hill so I was there for three years doing a PE in school sport degree and I did my teacher training. You've obviously come through a huge amount of kind of adversity that you three years ago would never have kind of imagined that you would have been have been facing. Were you determined to kind of get back on that pitch as soon as you could? Was there a time when you thought that that wasn't going to be possible? Yes, there was. Um, I think... I'd probably say it was when I was in hospital more than at home because I think when I'm at home, you don't really think in that mindset. But being in hospital for over a month, it really affects you mentally. You're thinking, am I going to be able to leave here? Um, Bearing in mind, I saw a few not nice things in hospital, you know, as you can imagine. Um, But yeah, I definitely thought that at one point. But I think you just need to get yourself out of that mindset and actually be realistic about it. The uh, the team that was at at the time was actually Boothstown, which was, it's near Worsley Way in Manchester. Um, and that was a fairly new team as well that I went to with a few girls from uni, actually. Um, and they were all really supportive. You know, they sent me a card that everyone had signed and a, a few presents and everything. So that was really good. Um, but my goal then uh, was always to try and get back to full fitness and I don't think I'm still at full fitness now but I'm definitely a lot better um than I was so yeah it's really good the season now is only a few days away what's it going to mean to you to be back on the football pitch playing a competitive game again uh it's going to be amazing I think no matter how good of a player you are you still always get nervous before it um and I think that's normal even you know Girls that are younger than me that are gonna I'm gonna be playing with, um, they might get a bit more nervous. But you know, everyone gets nervous. But I think that sort of adds to the excitement at the same time. But I think I guess it's more the unknown of you don't know who you're playing against, you don't know how they play and things like that. But yeah, I'm really really excited for this season definitely. And you've recently joined Congleton only a few few weeks ago in the summer. Um, how, how have you found your time with the team so far and kind of what have you enjoyed the most? I'd definitely say I like the social side to Congleton town ladies as well as obviously the training because um, I actually went to their presentation evening last year even though I didn't play but I trained with them for a little bit um, last year and I just really enjoy all the girls are so lovely you know compared to some of the clubs that I've been at where some girls aren't maybe so nice and understanding. Yeah, everyone's really nice. All the girls are really nice. They get on with everyone really well. 
Um, and, you know, Steve, Tom and Neil, and they're all great. They're really nice. And they're there to help you as well. They're not just, they don't just put you down, you know, they tell you things that you need to improve on, which is what we all need to hear. What's kind of your message to people about getting involved in football, if they're interested in, in to getting involved, and actually, if they are local, which they probably are, I've got some interest in Congleton Town, but getting involved in Congleton Town ladies, what's your message and what can they sort of expect? I'd definitely say, even if people aren't sure, um, or they're a bit nervous or apprehensive, or, you know, about joining a team, if you have played before, then that's great. We're looking for, you know, all all levels of experience you know the girls are so lovely everyone's dead friendly and supportive especially on the reserve team you know no one gets you know angry if someone makes a mistake and things like that so it is really good I definitely encourage anyone even if you've never played before to just come down and try it so I think we're always on the lookout for players you know and we have posted that on Instagram and social media um just because with players availability for you know, some Sundays people are working, other people have got other commitments and, you know, different things like that. So we are always looking for players. What have you kind of taken from it, taken from those, that kind of adversity? So it's perhaps changed your kind of outlook on life? Yeah, I think it has. I think what I've taken away from all that experience is life's too short. And I know that people say that a lot and, you know, it's very cliche, but it really is. And, even, you know, since then, if you've had an argument like with someone, I always make an effort, you know, just to be civil and squash it because you don't know when when the last time is that you're going to see that person. I know it's very sort of sad to think about, but you just never know what's going to happen. Four times I had a brain surgery and either one of them, any one of them could have gone, you know, really, really wrong. So I've been very, very lucky. Um, but yeah, life is too short. So I would um, like to get that message <laughs> across to everyone. And where does football fit into all that? Is that a big part of your life now or back again? Um, it is. And it's it's really strange to actually be part of a, a proper team again. Because uh, it has been a few years now and I've not played competitively in a few years. Um, but... You know, I always have time for football and even friends that I don't play with on the team, I try and make effort with them to try and just go for a kick around or, you know, maybe do some fitness, even though some of my friends would politely decline that offer. <laughs> so, yeah, I just try and make an effort with everyone. And, you know, football has always been really, really big in my life. What is it about football that you enjoy so much? And actually, on the flip side of that, what was it? during that time when you couldn't play, what was it that you missed most about it? I think I missed most the feeling before a game, um, which is nerves, but it's excitement at the same time. It's very, it's hard to describe. Um, but I love that feeling of before a game, the warm up before a game. Um, and I love the training sessions because every single training session that I go to, you feel more comfortable with people that you're playing with in every single training session. So that's really good. What's kind of your overarching message to people listening to this that you want to kind of get across and share? Probably my main message is to always go to routine checkups, um, especially spec savers, but also, you know, 
doctor's checkups if you need to go for them and you know not just spec savers but medical checkups if you feel like something isn't right uh, and I've always said this if you feel like something isn't right go with your gut because usually your gut's right when something isn't right and that's what I went with which is why I went to spec savers in the first place just for a routine checkup and another message is probably just life's too short so do everything that you can get out there don't be shy and just try and enjoy it finally holly i just want to say a huge thank you um for sharing your story so openly and the positive message and the, the positivity that you're now kind of spreading and i'm sure on behalf of everybody listening to to this we of course wish you all the best for the new season oh thank you thank you for having me thanks again to holly and all the guests on this week's podcast Congleton Town ladies start their Premier Division campaign away at Chester on Sunday the 17th of September. Their first home game will be on Sunday the 1st of October when they host Macclesfield Town. The league season for the reserves team starts this weekend as they play Sandbach United on Sunday. The men's first team are back in action on Saturday when they travel to Wolverhampton Casuals before they welcome Whitchurch Allport to the Cleric Stadium on Tuesday the 12th of September. We hope to see you there. Until then, thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Yeah!